It was a shit week. It was a bad week. Uh, our vibes were not that high, and we have a. There's a thing here that is kind of a spiral of disaster, or like a spiral of negativity. Negativity, and it doesn't take that much to get into that that spiral, and it goes downhill quick. Hello everyone, welcome to the Muddy Mondays. It's Monday again, we're on a good streak. Um, my name is David, I'm with my wife, Magali. And um, this week's episode is brought to you by a partner of us um, that we both appreciate. Last week I, I told you what my thoughts were on the product itself. This week it's I'm my sending third. it over. So the podcast this weekend, this week, is brought to you by Lactigo. Um, the promotion is cool, so I'll start. I'll start by telling you the promotion. So basically, Lactigo is giving you the product for free, for free. All you have to do is go to the website, use the code Muddy, and all you do is pay for the shipping. They made 100 bottles available, and a little more than half are gone. So be quick if you want to get yours. So. What is Lactigo? And by, and by the way, people shared their receipt with me and they sent me like, hey, I just ordered it and it cost me $3.49. So it's super dirt cheap shipping too. It's not like scamming you into $39.99 shipping. Exactly. So what is Lactigo? Well, basically it's a cream, like a gel that you put on your legs. You can use it either as a recovery cream. So between two cyclocross races, let's say you race on Saturday and Sunday, you put it after the race on Saturday and it helps you recover better for the race on Sunday. That's one use, but you can also use it before the event, before your training. To be, so you put it on your legs and it basically kind of buffs the lactate. I'm not a scientific person. All I know is I feel faster. That's what counts. So try it. Go to lactigo.com slash muddy. Muddy. And uh, you'll get your free bottle of Lactigo. So thank you, Lactigo. The good and thing too with Lactigo is the more you use it, the more it becomes efficient for you. So just slap it on anytime you want, after the beach, before the beach, uh, before your workouts. I have to say, I do enjoy that it makes my legs shiny. Uh, it gives me a little bit an extra edge of confidence on the start line. Yeah, it's, it's so, make the good legs. Now for the Dublin World Cup. That's the episode this week. <laughs> we just came back from Ireland today. And I think we, we need to start by... Sharing a little bit about the week, and then we'll talk about the weekend, which the weekend was much better than our week. It was a shit week. It was a bad week. Uh, our vibes were not that high, and we have a. There's a thing here that is kind of a spiral of disaster, or like a spiral of negativity. Negativity, and it doesn't take that much to get into that, that spiral and it goes downhill quick. I mean, we're walking on that spiral. You know, we're, we're walking quick. the edge of it pretty much every day. It is very difficult to explain exactly what is, um, what makes it that way. You know, sometimes we're like when we're 
I think the contrast for me, like it is what is the, the biggest thing is when we're at home and racing on the weekend, coming back at home in the week, it's so easy. Beyond, it's so like just positive. I, there's nothing negative about it. It's always like we're building on happiness over happiness over happiness, and like everything's flowing and it's awesome. But when we're and, and, here, and even then, that's even if we fly over for a race in, in the U.S. and the racing doesn't go well, and you break your bike or whatever, and we fly back home. We're home is nice, you yeah. know. It's 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 Even not like, like it happened. This, it doesn't this time kill the momentum, kill the vibe, or anything. It's just we, yeah. It even happened that you had COVID at some point this fall, and like the vibes were not killed. Like I mean, we, I had COVID, good. and we're so motivated right off the plane. I went solo home. You went to your parents for a week. Like here, if I get COVID in a couple of days, I got Air Canada on speed dial. You know, that <laughs> flight home is like... Watch out what you say there. You're going quarantining. <laughs> but, yeah, with a mask. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's not... We don't have that kind of momentum here. We have to... And we try hard. Like we have to take actual actions every day to keep some kind of momentum going because it's really not long that the depression is out there like lurking in the background and trying to catch you and and it looks like we're making jokes but it's it's true like it, it's not that fun to be honest we come here to race um but between the races it's, it's really it's, it's really boring. boring it's really yeah. boring it's just you and i we don't know anyone here we don't have any friends around here we don't have any family around here um we can't even you know you you're at home you're around you go to the grocery store you have a little encounter with the lady at the the cashier you always see her and so you chat about little things here we have zero human interaction we don't speak their language um so it's it's the most exciting part. We're really just here for the races. The only reason we're here is for the racing. And then the exciting part of the day is like the ride itself, you know? The ride and the training. So we often. And, and the ride is always 99% of the, the time, <laughs> the ride is fucking miserable. Like it's, we're out there, it's pissing rain, it's cold, or it's the trainer in front of the TV. Um, and for you and a run for me in these horrible like weather conditions and so sometimes we have some i mean we did have a, i think one, one really nice ride last week but whatever like it's just so what we do like we know that it's tough so we even like train a little bit more like we try to see the positive of it that we're isolated so there's no reason to not do everything really well it's an opportunity also it's exactly. a, as much as it's like not so fun it's also an opportunity to not do anything around the house because it's not our house to not see friends and family and go to bed every night at 8 30. yeah you know, so. so we try to use this as an opportunity so there's i mean almost every day we do double workouts every day we go to the gym together like we make sure we run a little bit more like we do everything more we stretch more <laughs> so we really try to put the emphasis on that but still it's it doesn't take much to like go down this spiral yeah and this week uh i mean we, if you listen to last week's episode i didn't race well at trois at the trois french world cup i was just i mean yeah say it how you want i got out i got in my way i panicked i choked whatever it is i didn't race well and that whether you want it or not it affects the confidence and for us it affects the momentum because it's like oh shit like why did i do that and I sure hope 
I'm not going to do that every weekend because then like it, it, we're losing our time basically when we're we're wasting our time when we go there we come just for racing and then I don't race to my potential so it's not good. So anyway, the vibes were not good. We were looking forward to our highlight of the week which was going to train with the Baloise Lions again. It's nice. It's a full day. It gives us something to do. Like the night It's before, social. we prep the bike, we prep our equipment, we make a little lunch. We bake cookies for them. We bake for cookies them. for them. We were really looking forward to it. And, and and then Tuesday night at 7 p.m. or something like that, Lucinda texted you and she was like, hey, actually, you're uninvited. <laughs> and okay, we need to like... Don't start hating on Lucinda. No, she, Lucinda's great. Yeah, she fought. She's she the one who fought for us to go this one time. Exactly. She felt super bad because what happened is her coach, Paul, who runs the session, had said we, can, we could come back. But I, I don't know exactly what happened in the background, but I think... Um, It's it all Sven's fault. Sven, Lise, it's your, it's your <laughs> it's fault. If you fault. listen to the podcast, Sven... <laughs> Come on, dude. That was our highlight. We were very bummed about it. I, I think what happened, like, to me... We are North American cyclocross now in Europe, and you just sent us a big Go middle home. finger. <laughs> yeah. So, I think um, he just has... If one rider... Like, they have always been super strict about making it just a team training, And if some riders like me come once in a while, then where's the line? Like, how come everybody no one who else... rides for a Trek team, everybody who rides for a SRAM team, exactly. everybody who rides for whatever other partner who's friend with a friend with a friend, and it's a small community and, and they don't want to be 92,000 at their training. Exactly. So they had to draw the line and the line was that we But were The line uninvited. was drawn right on you. <laughs> uninvited. So that was a bit of a blow, but whatever, that's okay. We got through it. Um... So yeah, not our best week, but we we knew for me anyway. Like then we we still knew we were going to Dublin. It was Thanksgiving, so we had a fun, oh, we had cool. a fun evening because it was Thanksgiving in America. There was an NFL game in the morning, middle of the day, and so we could catch that at night here. So we made pizza and in our newly in bought our, <laughs> oven, a small countertop oven. So we made pizza and we walked. At dinner in front of the TV, which we don't really do, but here, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was nice. It, I mean, it was it wasn't completely shit, but there was like the the general vibe was on the edge of going down this spiral. So I guess you know, just to to to, to wrap up this whole spiral of <laughs> of disaster, like years back. That spiral would have us both walking on eggshells and just be nervous and not one. Don't speak the word. Don't say anything about it. Don't talk about it. Just look elsewhere because if you talk about it or I talk about it, then disaster strikes. You know? Everyone starts crying and, <laughs> and next <laughs> I thing, start crying. next thing you know, like we're we're putting everything we're doing and questioning everything, and we just want to go home and we miss everything. Um, Now we can talk about it openly and we and we can actually laugh about it, you know, and try to find solutions and things that that'll brighten up these days. So, yeah. And I mean, when you put so it into progression, when we put it into perspective, like it's really not the end of the world. It's just boring. So, you know, it's 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 fine. Um, but still, it, it is a bit sometimes harder. Anyway, the Dublin World Cup was coming up and... I mean, I have to say, in my mind, like, I had 
to turn things around because I knew that it, it's not long that you create this habit of bad racing, like one weekend, two weekends, three weekends. And then like, I mean, like the spiral spiral goes down and then you suddenly create these habits of not racing well. You get and into you, your you're own nervous head. nervous that you're not going to do well. And so you're surely not going to do well and you don't focus on what you have to do to do well. So it just gets complicated and then i get kind of ang not angry but i get bored and there's i try to find solution but there's there's nothing you can do there's nothing i can do and so i feel kind of powerless and so i'm just there you know standing around being uncomfortable so i knew i mean i've been down that road before so i knew that i had to like nip it in the bud at my first opportunity meaning like the first race after the disaster i had to like just not do a miracle just do a race at my potential that's it like just a good race um so to be honest i didn't really give myself the choice like it was it was that <laughs> or or i knew that i mean it sounds dramatic to say but kind of knew that the that was the end if 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 it wasn't good so luckily i mean the course was pretty fun like the vibes were good over there the people in dublin were excited to have the world cup so everything kind of was into place to help me get into that headspace um but also i think i kind of knew like i i knew what i had to focus on i knew i had to give myself some very simple basic tasks to do for the race um not have expectations too high not think in my head i should be there and then if you're not you start panicking just do the race um and for me that meant focusing on my execution focusing on those little things just to have my head straight with nothing else in it and just like be aware and op open-minded to what the race would bring um it worked so spoiler alert we're back we're out of the spiral it worked out i had a really good race <laughs> the weather is still shit though <laughs> yeah weather's still shit but i was actually happy that the weather got shit just before a race in dublin it started raining maybe 30 minutes before um so that I meant it was going to be muddy and i love these conditions like just slippery mud so it was helping me even more it's like karma was switching and saying like hey like let's go let's have a good one out there Yeah, I think one thing too that is always kind of advantage. It doesn't give us an advantage, but it just levels the playing field a bit. Is just when it's a race that hasn't happened for 25 years, you know, and and it's not a race that we start literally two kilometers further back than everybody else. So, like these, uh, like this Dublin World Cup, everybody's parked together. The more that you know, the more the, the more times you race this is probably one time more than you. If if someone was at the World Cup last year, that was the only time they were able to ride it. Um, they everybody showed up the day before or the day of. Does the race? Doesn't know the condition. Doesn't know the soil. Doesn't know where the flat happened. Where the where the rock is three feet under the mud. You know, which is on some of these Belgian courses, that's what they know. You know, they know exactly what it's going to turn like, whatever the weather is. And so for us, when when the weather gets it started to get complicated like five minutes before the start it started raining we're like oh yeah that's good nobody knows how the turns are going to be nobody knows where the rut nobody's ridden that rut a billion times and so in these conditions you always shine more because i think it levels the playing field a bit and it 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 doesn't give it's not that it's the playing the playing field is not level it's just that we 
we we haven't been racing like some of these girls that you're racing against have been racing the some of these courses here for 15 years you know since they were 12 years old they're here and they race this course and they train on it week in week out and so these and and we can think of many other races that have that that are different like the Val de Sole one the world's in BLA it's the races in America like all these one-offs that are that are they are World Cup a year or two and then they disappear from the schedule or they come back five years later or Tabor that's also different than Czech Republic races in ice or snow or these are very different events and it kind of makes it easier for us to to do well in these i think would you agree yeah maybe i i think it's everything that's around too but but yes i mean absolutely like the sometimes just knowing that this feature at every race some like there's always something that happens because you've done it a thousand times like it helps to know i mean i have the same thing like the rochester course i know every inch of this course like i raced it 12 times so like i could tell you absolutely each corner what will happen and where you have to be in front so yes like that makes a difference um in terms of in terms of like to me in terms of the how the event is organized too I just love and nothing against Belgium, but I love it. We feel welcome. (laughs) Well, that and to me, I you feel that the organization and the fans are so proud and honored to have this event. This level of racing. They want to do well. They care about the racers. They care about the staff that are there. They want to do a good job, and you feel it, and you feel it because they give, they give equal space to everyone like everyone has the same parking now they wanted to make it easy so they had a full indoor facility so they knew that if you like they knew that not everyone would come with their bigger bigger buses and stuff so they had an indoor facility for all the racers to go warm up inside um they supply chairs and tables and trash bins and showers and like all pretty much everything you know exactly you didn't have the, the the parking attendant wasn't the same belgian dude that's at all the races that just doesn't like you and doesn't allow you in he's He's Irish super fan who was just excited to be there. He sees your parking pass, he lets you in. Yeah. You know, that's what he was told. But in Belgium, that's not the case. We show up with a parking pass. Sometimes some we've been to some races where they'll give you a thousand euro to start. So the organization wants you to be there to be part of the show. And the fucking guy at the parking lot tells us to go park the next the, the next village over because he because we're not Belgian and we haven't given him like a, a tool case or we've not yeah. given him a hundred bucks at the beginning of the season, you know? So I think these outside of Belgium races are also more positive experiences for us for in us, general. For us, they're so much more, f- like not even comparable, to be honest, like so much more fun to me and so much more positive. The fans are cheering really loudly for, I mean, I feel for everyone. So the the vibe around the course is positive, like everything is more positive. So it's it's just fun to be around and it's cool to see that they care so much. And that they're so proud to hold a World Cup, which it's cool, you know, it's a World Cup. Like that's the highest level you can have. It's fun for the young kids in that area that they can be, that they can see it. And you can see they make an effort, like their race was 15 minutes away from the airport. Like that's not a coincidence. They made it like that because they wanted, they want as many riders as possible to come. So they make it simple. Logistically simple. Logistically simple. So it's fun for us too, because we can make it happen fairly easily so i think it was pretty fun for that and just to to, a lot of our listeners are in north america and i think a lot of people that follow cyclocross they know these towns you know they're like oh coxida or they they know say what namur and they know 
whatever all these other Essen and and but like if you would see what some of these towns or some of these squares are like you know the name because there's a famous site across there but it's literally like a town in the a, an intersection in the middle of nothing with yeah. no stores no shop no facilities and then they there's a field there and and that's the main the main thing that there is is there's a field and so to me the organizer would would go something kind of like that would be like oh that's a that would be a nice field for cyclocross let's have a race here but in america somebody would say well where's the parking lot like where do people park where do we set up teams where what infrastructure do we have like where do we do registration and here the answer to this is oh parking they figure it out registration oh my friend has a car dealership five miles down the road he can they can do it there and facilities for racers bah they all have their team buses they're fine you know mm-hmm. so so that's the difference where we go to these events in North America and we're like, sometimes we bitch about, well, we don't, but people bitch about the logistics or the organization of events. But if you would see what some of the most famous cyclocross are in terms of or <laughs> how organized how, or more unorganized they are, people would be like, wait, what? Yeah. You know? And I, I like, I just want to say, like, I don't want to just shit on these Belgian races because they are is something cool to be part of those like there's the history that's pretty cool some of the courses are actually nice like namur in belgium is one of my favorite and the crowds even though they're not always the most positive they are really big fans of the sport so there are so many people and that's something that's fun to be a part of as well so i don't want to say that it's shit it's just as a racer usually the ones that are outside of there are better organized and easier for us foreigners but from the other side so, of the fence the ones in belgium they'll attract tens of thousands of people and they're very financially stable you absolutely. know as if you put on an event a world cup in north america you have a hard time getting a couple thousand people show up for free at one world cup and so it's not it financially doesn't make sense you know yeah. for people to organize world cups in, in north america or in south africa or in, in south america but in belgium here they could have a race monday through sunday And they would have 10, 15,000 people come and spend 50 bucks for the ticket in and beers and hot dogs and stuff. So so we need these races, you know, for the sport to be financially well. But it's also so refreshing to just see people that put on events that are like, wow, this yeah. is a masterpiece. And you can see they just love it. They so care, it, it's yeah. fun. Um, your highlight of the weekend? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about it. I don't. The whole thing was fun. I mean, it was pretty smooth. It was flawless. Our our luggage showed up pretty quickly. Our flight was good. So far, we didn't get sick. That's kind of my highlight. Was that it was good. It was exciting. It was. It was. We got. Is my highlight is we got out of of. Um, we got out of our routine that we'd been in for three weeks and just had like a week a fun weekend in Dublin, and yeah, that's my. The whole thing was a highlight. What, what was your highlight? The race, I really had fun. It was really fun. And I think it's the first race since I am in since we're in Europe that I'm actually loving it, like having fun and like battling and fighting for each position and like having their presence and the, to to think about not being so overwhelmed, just being like there enough that I can make some strategic decisions and like think about moves that I'll make. So that's super fun. And that's my highlight because 
it's fun to remind myself how fun it can be. Like it's motivating for the, the races that are coming up. And I think that's maybe the, the, before we go to the questions, that might be the last, the last topic we want to tackle quickly is we got momentum back a little bit, right? I mean, yeah, we, we the thing is we, we've got momentum back one, I would say 100%, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's just very exciting to keep going. But it's like, I don't know how to they explain it. It would be like a phone that says 100% charge, but as soon as you make a call and you're one minute into the call, the phone goes to 10% and you're like, oh yeah, that phone, no, that battery's not like fully full. Because if you get sick tomorrow, you know, if you wake up tomorrow and you're sick and we have to miss a weekend and we spend you know another two weeks here not seeing anyone, for sure that momentum that we built is gone and so we have to we have to still be super careful and and hold and cherish that momentum and hold it tight <laughs> yeah keep making and, good decisions and taking action towards keep on build, building that momentum exa exactly so i think i think that's and and we want to try to not live you know from one race to another and just be here and do our best every single day and not be like this roller coaster of like oh a good race oh shit race oh a good race oh shit race but then also as we said in in the intro the truth is it's the literally the only reason we're here yeah like, and there's I mean, no other reason so we're kind of living race to race i'll emotion, be honest i'm know? living i'm absolutely living race to race and i try not to get too high or too low but i'm also trying to use like the energy like now i'm use the high to like well yes level the like lows, i have you know? to use it yeah. and, and without like going crazy but i have to use it and this was for me like this race in dublin was like one step one really positive step and one that shows me like ooh i mean the top five was so damn close and then the top, the fourth girl wasn't that far so like it's i'm i'm it's one step that i'm finally believing that oh okay i can be here so i am actually thinking about next week's race because what did i do what could i have done better what did i do great that i want to bring back what like in the training like tomorrow we have intervals i'll be thinking about the Flamanville race that's coming up because that's motivating to me, knowing that it went well. It when it doesn't go well, like it's hard to motivate yourself, but at the same time, like that that kind of fuel, that fire helps you to do better sessions, helps you to make better decisions. So I think it's okay to like think about the next you, race, yeah, you know, yeah. and use it a little bit without going crazy. But I think in the situation we're in, like for me it helps and it, it works because it makes me, I think, make better decisions daily. Yeah, I think we've also made the decision this year that we're only doing the races that you care about, yeah. that you like, and that matter to us. So, so that's I think will help us in the next couple of weeks build momentum because we've got a we got a whole lineup of fun we races got some coming fun ones up, coming. you know, good races. And no, we're not doing the shit one on Saturday. You know, we'll do the World Cup. We're not doing the one that's. Uh, four hours away on an average field that you've done a five grade 27 place there in the past <laughs> that you don't like you know like yeah, we're not yeah. going back no. like we're not going we know we we know we got to cherish that momentum and, and really try to just take it step by step and keep building that momentum be and more some, meticulous with our prep with with how we do things rather than using the spray and pray strategy yeah, and which we've tried before and for us it doesn't work some like of these races are just they're just bear traps for us you know yeah. like we just we're like, oh, let's go to that race like no we know 100 that you're not going to do well yeah you know maybe you'll do better than in the past it's still not you're still not going to be happy 
with it and you're still not going to have a great experience. So we're just skipping those altogether. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't, maybe it sounds like we're like being neg negative, but actually like it's good. We're doing good now and excited. And Mia was, we found a dog sitter for Mia this weekend. So that allowed us to go to Dublin. So, you know, like it's good. Um, and now we're all back here and it's pissing rain. So we'd made a, yeah, we have time to quickly explain, but we'll dig more into it next week. But we made a plan. So Dave, what was the, what's so, the plan? So two days ago, I looked at the weather forecast here for the next two weeks and they basically, they're calling for around freezing with rain, snow, sleet, and huge winds every day for as long as we can see in the weather app. And so the next races were kind of, it, it, it doesn't really matter where you stay, you know, the one far. races in Flamandville next weekend, that's in Normandie in France at the far end of the continent. And then the next one is in the Dolomites in, in, in Italy, Val de Sole on snow. And so it was a 40 hour drive two week for us. Like it's about seven or eight hours to France and then 12 hours to Italy. So do that twice back and forth. It's about 40 hours. So I was looking at the map and looking at the weather and I was like, and it was for sure going to be trainer rides every day for you. And that's not, that's not the greatest. We, so uh, just like to touch on that for a second, it's like for us, the biggest period of racing is coming up to in, um, Christmas, in yeah. the Christmas races. So that's after Val de Sole. So from now, like from today until then we have about three weeks and I mean, we need to train because it's easy to get detrained by like just doing the races and kind of trying to peek at each race. So we're trying to like, we want to put in some good hours, some solid training and you can kind of do it on the trainer, but at the same time, like, I mean, but it's, as we said, that momentum that we build is so precious that is, it costs a lot of will to do like three, four hour rides on the trainer. And we don't have smart trainers just by the way, like it's no Zwift or whatever. Like it's like, I'm, it's me alone on the trainer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, that's it with my, with my heart rate monitor. Like it's very, and my quark power it's, meter. It's, it's, it's very it's like 1990, 1998 yes. style. And I don't mind doing it. It's just like, is that the day best, over day is, over day? Exactly. Is that the best way to prepare for this biggest block of training? Maybe not. Yeah, so I was looking at the map and I realized that we could also do it some other way. We didn't have to come back here. And honestly, it's super nice here at Waterstay where we're at, where we stay. But it's also not home. And so this Airbnb or another one, whatever, you know, whatever it's not home. And so we're going to drive after the race next weekend. We're going to keep driving south and we'll head towards Nice in the south of France. Actually, we rented a house in Cagnes-sur-Mer which uh, seems to be about 10 kilometers out of Nice. We have friends that live near there, so we'll be close to them, hopefully see friends for dinner, maybe a ride or two, uh, get that momentum wheel going, and just see nicer weather. They're calling for like, you know, 70, 60, 70 degrees and sun. So we can uh, train hard. So we'll be able to train there. Big rides, long rides, feel, I mean... Yeah, just I'm feel, the, feel the sun, it's feel the sun on our face. I think it's uh, going to be awesome. And then from there, it's as long of a drive to go to Val de Sole. So it basically adds zero minutes of driving and it just will be able to spend five days in the sun. So so we're trying to keep that, this momentum rolling and make decisions in that sense. And, and that was one of those. So excited for that. Yeah, I think maybe just like 
one thing that we've learned over the years is that you you can't have like a plan, but sometimes, you know, changing plans and just... M- I think Mike Tyson said you have a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. Well, so. it's just like good to keep horizons o- like my open mind and be able to change decision to make decisions to make like yeah a good the best decision for the moment you're in now not necessarily when you made the plan two months ago because things changed so we're trying to keep that mindset and, to and learn from others too you know like the people the girls you compete with they're all going to spain between the races as of now yeah. you know they're leaving So, but they have a base camp there. You know, their team has a base camp. They have a road bike over there. They travel with their carry-on. So it's super easy. For us, we can't, we logistically can't do that. Can't be paying, you know, five rental houses at the same time and, and, and shuttling the dug and the flights or driving 20 hours a week. It doesn't make sense. But that's one way that we can do it that made sense for us. So we're excited to excited to head south yeah. next week. It's also fun to have something else to look forward to. Like it's just changing up the routine and like it's it's exciting. Like we're already excited for it. So it's it's like, yeah, it's adding yeah. some... It's a carrot. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we had some questions. So we'll try to go through those. Um, I had some, but we'll keep them for next week. Let's use your questions. Oh, the questions I have. The two questions I have came from... Um, They're about nutrition and food and stuff like that. So, so the first question we we were just speaking that we bought an oven last week and and I could be baking because I was baking bread and stuff at home, but I can't do it here. And a guy sent me a question asking what sort of flour I use when we travel for <laughs> baking because he moved and I didn't quite understand if he moved from Europe to Europe to Canada or or whatnot. Um, basically at home we have fle- fresh flour like we have a local company in Quebec that makes amazing flour so I use that called La Milanaise we used to have a very local one that was like a couple kilometers from our house that was milling his own, uh, his own flour and would sell it to us but that they, they closed shop so that's done so um, yeah and here uh, I buy only pizza flour uh, the reason is it's thinner a bit pizza flour so I can also use it to thicken the sauces or, or do pastry or it's more multi-use and I feel like with pizza flour to me all is always a little bit better quality than just all-purpose flour um, so that's that you have it. that's the flour question and the other nutrition question we got was is there any adaptation we make to our uh, nutrition while we're here are there things we can't and can't find what do you say there's a few differences um we so first of all we put a lot of effort into making good meals because it would be easy to just eat whatever because we don't have all that we have at home um but David is really good at it, so he makes a big effort of making nice meals. So, I mean, it's something that we both love. We both love food. We both love cooking, and we always look forward to a good meal. So um, we try to keep that because it's a little cherry every day, something nice that you that you can have. Moment- momentum, folks. Momentum. Um, so David makes a big effort there. I think, like, one of the, the big differences is At home, you have a lot of spices and condiments that you can make. I mean, we have like all kinds of vinegars at home. I love to make salads. So I make a lot of salads with fun dressings. Like I love making that. 
uh, here, for example, we have olive oil. We have yeah, we have olive oil, and that's it. And and it, we could, I guess, like buy a lot of different vinegars, but it's not super responsible, and we don't want to throw away the food, so we just kind of do with less. Um, so for spices, for example, we have like curry here and cinnamon and cinnamon and that's it and we again we could buy a thousand different spices but it's it, we but don't want it to the, go to the, waste the truth is is we're on the move here you know we're yeah. in the camper van for a day or two at race weekends we're here in watersley for two months ish in these two months we'll go away two times one week and then we move to spain for three weeks and then uger hike for five days so, so we're always on the move so the more stuff we gather The more stuff we got to put in bags and pack every time and put in the RV and yeah. the thing. So so it, we, we try to be responsible with our consumption of, of stuff, but also try to simplify our life. Here. So I would say like the biggest difference is we do it less. So it takes more creativity. Um, we also, you know, yeah, I, I think that's that's the main answer. The The oven, to be honest, is I'm so glad we did it because already we eat more varied foods than we've done in the past. Um, and that's exciting and it's fun and I think it's healthier. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that answers the question, but yes, there are some things that are different. Like we just can't make as much good food as we have at home, but we try our best. Um, yeah, to me, the biggest difference um, is... Like we don't eat frites or fricadelle or, or whatever they, the junk food that they serve at the races. Like that's not like we eat good food. You know, we're we, we actually put money into a co-op farm that I, that supplies vegetable. Uh, you, you know, we're we're into that type of stuff. And at home, we go to the we have a super nice. We're blessed with a great butcher shop, a nice fish shop, a nice cheese shop, all within like 10k from our house. And so, and a nice organic local shop. And so we don't really go to the regular groceries or like the Safeways or stuff like that. And so we always get great quality meat. And so sometimes when you get, when the meat's so good, you don't need that many condiments on it because it's, it's, the meat itself is just so good. And here we can't really find any, like we were speaking that we can't really find any good bread last week. We can't really find any good meat or any good fish or any like this. Seems like the only groceries there are, are like chain groceries. The And one thing that's nice, like it's easy, really easy to find. Um, I feel like the fruits and vegetables are really fresh here. Yeah. A lot of it grow yep. here. So we use everything that's local here. So that's nice. The yogurt is easy to find. Cheese Some is cheese easy, to find. easy to find. And they're groceries. really nice quality. So they're like, we try to eat what we find in great yep. quality. Yep. Um, eggs are great. You know, there's a lot of things that are great. And we kind of, yeah, we kind of go towards that. So, so. here's uh, our nutrition update. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I mean, By the way, thank you to, there's a mountain biker that lives here in Watersley. She's a great professional mountain biker. Her name is Sophie. She listened to the episode last week. She heard about their bread and she said, I couldn't stop laughing. But then she also offered a recommendation and we, I wrote there and the bread was actually much better. So thank you, Sophie. Good. Thanks, Sophie. Sophie, if you got any butcher shop, Slagrish, yep. I think they call it here or something like that. Let us know. Let us know. I'm all in for some good meat too. Yeah. So that's it, folks. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for listening. Just a reminder that this episode was presented to you by Lactigo. And you can use the code MUDDY. So lactigo.com slash MUDDY to get it for free. And I swear, uh, I mean, I use it all the time. I feel like it helps me. 
So try it for yourself. I mean, it's free, so might as well try it. Um, and so yeah, thank you, Lactigo, for doing that. I'll say one more thing. I know we haven't talked much about like the in and outs of this race in particular, but if you're interested, I do have a newsletter. I've had it for like six years and not that I want to self-promote, but um, you can... How do you? I feel. I feel like sometimes we don't speak a lot about the race and the podcast itself. You know, like the turn two and the turn three and the turn five. But that's kind of what you do in the newsletter. So if yeah, people want more, it. exactly, they can just subscribe to it. I think if they go on www.yourfullname.com, that's not, not M- your full name, Magalieroshet.com. I think there's a pop up there that goes subscribe. Yes. First thing. I think so. If not, I'll go. I'll go right away after this recording <laughs> to put it on. So <laughs> then you can see it. But yes, we'll subscribe. send a note to the the media person. Oh or, wait, that's also us. You know what? Us. Actually, easier. I'll put it. I'll put the link in the notes for you guys to subscribe, and then from there you can see a little bit more about the actual race. That's why we don't speak about it in the podcast because I feel like I'm repeating myself. That's it. Thanks for listening. Next time we speak. Uh, It will be from Nice. So, yeah. It'll be nice. Yes. Yes.